The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hi, everyone. This is the Chakra Doctor, and I wanted to give you all a big thank you for making Miracle Food the number one detox program on the market. I also would like to give a warm welcome to all of my newcomers and first-time triers of Miracle Food. Miracle Food is the Bruce Lee Jeet Kune Do of the holistic world. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't other healers out there with products and services. I'm just clarifying that Miracle Food is the best. Come see what the hype is about at ChakraDoctor.org or call me at 818 818- 429-1675. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom amongst four hundred of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www. Marjorie's Beef Jerky.com. That's www.marjorie's Beef Jerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky.com. Yeah, that's right. Because that's the way we roll. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, October 12th. I'm Donald Ware to take away Tuesday here on the podcast. Just want to look a little bit deeper into some of the games from week six in HBCU football. You know, Mississippi Valley State is on a two-game winning streak. And as a matter of fact, Mississippi Valley State now ranked number 10 in the HBCU coaches poll and as a matter of fact I was asked when the last time Mississippi Valley State was ranked in the polls and I have to do some research on that I mean it's been it's been a while it's been a good little while as a matter of fact yeah I mean I know I know Valley has been ranked as just when because you go back to the days of Carl Morgan when Valley was was pretty was pretty solid I mean comparatively speaking when Carl Morgan and you know he had at least one good year uh, was there. I mean, I can remember a five and six season. I mean, you look at where things were previous to right at this moment. I'll, I'll put it like that because the Delta Devils are two and three at home against Alcorn State, and what Valley has been able to do in the last couple of weeks. Now the Delta Devils are giving up a lot of passing yards. You look at what Bethune-Cookman was able to get well in excess of 300 yards passing, but not so much running. Valley has a bend-but-don't-break defense, at least in the last couple of games. You even look at the North Carolina Central game. Now, the the Delta Devils did a good job of uh, neutralizing and really stopping the Eagles' rushing attack, which has been heralded. I mean, you, you look at, you know, it's a three-headed monster, 
And Valley did a really good job of stopping the run. And so with that, uh, can what can Valley do against Alcorn State? You got an Alcorn State. I, I, I was on the, uh, the coach's call yesterday. And uh, Fred McNair, not, you know, not uh, super pleased with some aspects of the way that his football team is playing. And you get a Valley team that's at home that has nothing to lose, just playing. I mean, they, they don't have anything to lose, right? I think one of the interesting things, though, is when you look at Valley, <laughs> Valley right now, as we stand right now, is in contention for the Eastern Division. Hasn't played Jackson State yet. Only has one loss in the conference. Uh, so that that's interesting. Like, to me, that that's interesting. And Valley playing uh, some good football the last couple of weeks and now on a two-game winning streak. That's a takeaway uh, that I have from week six, a good win against Bethune-Cookman, who, by the way, is struggling. Bethune-Cookman, the Wildcats, don't have a win on the season, okay, coming into the swag, have played reasonably well. You look at a couple of FBS opponents, right? <clears throat> you look at playing Alabama A&M, although they got down early, and it seemed that Bethune-Cookman had gotten down early in a couple of games, but, you know, uh, listen, uh, the Wildcats are struggling, need a win badly. <clears throat> Excuse me, another takeaway I look at Bowie State and Shawan. I I just you know Bowie State moves up to number in the media poll, uh, moves up to number either number five or number six. And of course, you can view the HBCU coaches and media polls on our website at boxtorow.com. But I look at Bowie State didn't didn't have barely had a hundred maybe a little bit more than a hundred yards of total offense in the game. And this is a Bowie State team that has Jerome Johnson. At the quarterback can get things done. He's versatile, good running game, good offensive line, good weapons, receivers, etc. Right? But at the end of the day, Shawan's got a good defense. And there was some weather. I mean, there definitely was some weather that played a factor really for both teams in Murfreesboro. Because you look at, I mean, if I look at Shawan, I mean, Shawan is unbelievable from an offensive perspective. With that saying, Bowie State lockdown did enough offensively, but really locked down defensively. You hold a Shawan team that scored, what, 70-some points against Winston-Salem State the week before to three points? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't care how uh, maybe you know Winston-Salem State's defense isn't that great. I don't know how good Winston-Salem State's defense is right now. You score uh, 70 points on a team. I mean, that's saying something. And then the next week, for Bowie State to hold Shawan to three points, really, really saying something. So Bowie State now moves up in the polls, got a really good team. Only loss on the season was to Delaware State, and that was within a touchdown. So that's another one of my takeaways. I look at Bowie State, and Bowie State is playing really well. Got to be careful. Virginia State's the next opponent. You know, Elizabeth City State, even though the Vikings lost this week, it won a couple of games. Um, Virginia State's coming off a win. You got to be careful. You you don't want to look too far ahead. But I think right now Bowie State is playing against itself. Union is down. Uh, Virginia State is down. You still have 
Elizabeth City State in front of you, and then I believe Lincoln in front of you. So, I mean, listen, the, you, you know, if you're Bowie State, you know, you want to stay focused because, and you don't want to look too far ahead, but I am just saying this, Bowie State's playing against itself because, listen, you go back to the 2019 season, Bowie State hosted a home playoff game and could not win. So that there's still a taste there that Bowie State is a national program in D2, nationally recognized, and wants to show that by being able to not only host a Division II playoff game, but to be able to win a a playoff game. That's another takeaway that I had from Week 6. I look at A&T, had a chance to call the A&T in North Alabama game. Uh, A&T was dominating North Alabama. It, it was a game that sort of con- uh, concerned me coming in for A&T uh, just because uh, a couple of reasons. North Alabama didn't have a win on the season. Uh, Sometimes, you, you know, you look at what North Alabama is able to do passing the football, and A&T is susceptible to the pass. So you're like, eh. But game went on 24-7. At, at halftime, but even before that, A&T turned the ball over right before the first half ended, got the ball back to start the second half, turned it over, and on its next possession of the second half, turned it over. So ultimately, a couple of touchdowns uh, by uh, North Alabama came all the way back to take the lead, and then ultimately North Carolina A&T came back and ultimately pulled this game out. That that can't happen to A&T this week against Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State nationally ranked, uh, a perennial power in FCS, in um, you know the Big South, and A&T wants to keep riding this game. It's going to be a big crowd there, and so if you're A&T, like you got you got to make sure you fix all of those things because what North what uh, Kennesaw State likes to do is run the ball triple. It's a, a, a triple option or a team, the quarterback does everything. He 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 runs, and they pass very little. They pass enough to keep you honest, but they pass very, very little. So got to be very, very disciplined. And A&T had like 12 penalties in the game, a lot of that undisciplined play. So that's another one of my takeaways from week six. Fayetteville State and Shaw, Fayetteville State pulls it out again. So if you look at Fayetteville State now, again, still in front of the Broncos is Winston-Salem State. I realize Winston-Salem State is struggling, but that's a rivalry, and anything can happen. And Shaw, you know, bad weather in Raleigh, uh, just a sloppy game, and ultimately Shaw could not overcome. Shaw still playing some good football, just for whatever reason, can't overcome Fayetteville State's got a, a good football team we'll see of course Fayetteville State really two games up on Shaw now because of the tiebreaker um, but you know the Broncos just find ways to win the question now becomes moving forward can the Broncos get over Bowie State in the uh, p- uh, potential CIAA championship game because it's lost the last three to Bowie State in the CIAA championship game. That's another one of my takeaways from week six. 
I mean, I don't know how much you can take away from Alabama A&M and Jackson State. I mean, the score, 61 to 15, says what it is, right? I mean, nothing more to be said. You know, a quill glass was was efficient enough, right? couple touchdowns, no interceptions this week. But, I mean, Jackson State overwhelmed Alabama A&M. And if you don't think that any of the talk during the week between the coaches had anything to do with that and Jackson State putting a whooping on the Bulldogs and those players from the Jackson State uh, feeding into that. Yeah, it's no question about that. Uh, I think Connell Maynard said all the right things in the coaches' uh, media session on yesterday. He said, hey, they beat us, beat us good, uh, you know, no excuses, um, you know, did try to, <clears throat> say a little bit about, you know, sort of how he is and, you know, some of the things maybe he said during the week um, leading up to the game. But, I mean, other than that, not not a whole lot to be said, but Alabama and A&M as the defending SWAC and HBCU national champions now have a problem, one and two in the conference. I don't think Alabama and A&M can win the conference. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Jackson State with no losses. Florida A&M playing some good football. Uh, one loss to Jackson State. You know, Valley's still in this thing. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I think it's all but over right now for Alabama A&M as the defending champs. Still ranked uh, number uh, five, or no, excuse me, number uh, seven with the coaches and number eight with the media. Uh, Alabama State, that, that's one of another one of my takeaways from week six. Alabama State now <clears throat> getting a good win against Arkansas Pine Bluff, 35-15. to 15. The Hornets remain in contention. New offensive coordinator uh, went with a different quarterback, Donald Hill Ely. And next up for Alabama State is Jackson State. Yeah, Jackson State overwhelmed Alabama A&M. I'm not sleeping on Alabama State. The preparation Donald Hill Ely will have, because see, <clears throat> The way I look at it, when Hill Ely made the change at offensive coordinator and quarterback, he was for this week, he wasn't looking at Arkansas Pond Bluff. He felt like, yeah, we can beat Arkansas Pond Bluff. They're reeling right now. And Arkansas Pond Bluff, not a bad football team. Just 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 reeling a little bit right now. He's looking ahead to this game against Jackson State. Okay. So, you know, don't sleep. Um on Alabama State. I don't know that Alabama State can win the football game against Jackson State. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that uh, don't sleep on Alabama State in the game against Jackson State. That's another one of my takeaways from week six in HBCU football. Um, So, look, you know, look at Benedict. Right, uh, Miles, boy, I, you know if you're Miles, you can't lose to Benedict, who's one and three in the conference now, and the only win in the conference was to Miles. Right, if you're Miles, you're trying to defend that SIAC championship. Yeah, can't afford to lose that game. Listen, Texas Southern, that, and by the way, that's another one of my takeaways from Week Six. Texas Southern, uh, good win, two wins in a row. It's interesting. Played a team that I had never heard of before the week before, smashed them sixty-nine to nothing. Right. You just need confidence. And now Texas Southern had that confidence. They've been doing some really good things offensively the last couple of years, as a matter of fact. And so now you have that confidence. You go out and beat a Southern team that, 
I mean, Southern was undefeated in in uh, well, only had well was only played a handful of games, but hadn't didn't have any losses in the in the swag. So now you give that team one loss. You're Texas Southern. Now you got some momentum with two wins in a row, and you're still in contention for the SWAC's Western Division crown, albeit, you know, what it is with, with the with the struggles the last couple of years. But listen, Texas Southern, hey, playing some pretty good football right now. That's another one of my takeaways from week six. And my final takeaway from week six, Florida AM is playing really well. Boy, I know and see that's the thing. Even in college football as a whole, when you play these games, you play like conference games early and in this case a division game early that that's why it it is uh you know you don't like that I know coaches don't like that right because you play a team early a divisional game early you can't you know you you don't know what your team is made of and that was a seven to six ball game one in which Florida A&M had a chance to win Jackson State pulled it out okay seven to six needed one touchdown got it Florida A&M got two field goals. But now you look at the way that Florida A&M is playing. I mean, beat a good uh, South Carolina State team 30-7. to So Florida A&M obviously still in contention, but they got to get some help. Like they got to hope Jackson State loses twice. Really? Um, will that happen? The way Jackson State's playing right now? Coming up? I, don't, I don't know about that. But, man, Florida A&M is playing some really, really good football right now. And this kid, Land, who was the Boxer Row National Player of the Week last week, had five sacks in the game against South Carolina State. I mean, think about it. Five sacks in the game coming off three sacks the week before. Right? Gosh. Florida A&M, and I'm talking about defensively, Florida A&M is playing some good football right now. So that's my last takeaway from week six in HBCU football. Don't forget to check out the HBCU coaches and media polls on our website at BoxToRow.com. The BoxToRow National Player of the Week is James Houston, the linebacker for Jackson State. And really a dominating performance. Five, six tackles, five of those solo, two tackles for loss, a sack, a forced fumble, and recovered two fumbles in the win over Alabama A&M. Learn more about James Houston as our Boxer Row National Player of the Week on our website at BoxToRow.com. Thank you for listening to today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us online, of course, and learn more about the podcast and the program at BoxToRow.com. Also, don't forget to tell a couple of players, <laughs> a couple of players, a couple of people, if you want to tell some players too, you can, a couple of people about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where we give it to you straight, break it down, HBCU football, give opinions, uh, information, etc. with respect to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Talk with you tomorrow. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the Game of the Week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com. Your HBCU sports leader. Yeah.